Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together and we recap a different book or movie. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. This week we are covering the Audible original production of Call Me Maybe. Have you have you ever heard this type of like production before on Audible? Was this your first? This was my first. Okay. And um, so I wasn't, I didn't know what I was going into when it said an Audible original production. I thought that it was an e, um, an audiobook that was made specifically for Audible. I didn't realize it was a whole production. No, they're not kidding when they say it's a production. So basically, it's similar to an audiobook. But, uh-huh. but it's actually not similar to an audiobook at all because... Each character is played by a different actor and you have like the folly sounds that you have in movies. It's like listening to a movie. It does feel like listening to a movie. It's a very immersive kind of experience. Listen, I would pay good money to have some of my favorite books turned into this. Can you imagine Fifty Shades of Grey with an audible production behind it? <laughs> just like I never want to hear that. Just like belts hitting pasty butts. <laughs> Which Okay, uh, I don't know why I brought up Fifty Shades. Why would you do that, Tess? This has absolutely nothing in common with Fifty Shades of Grey. It does not, um, except it has one thing in common, though, and I warned you about this. What it has in common is that I'm going to drag the shit out of it. <laughs> okay, listen, I, I kind of regret picking this only because Rose messages me while she's listening to this and she's like you sneaky little bitch you're actually a marshmallow (laughs) and I am not a marshmallow am I white a little doughy and very soft yes (laughs) but that is where me and marshmallows cease to be the same you know Courtney you really out at yourself with uh with your picks lately I just feel because you were like oh this is really good and then I listened to it and it's just the sweetest little like cavity I've ever come across I'm like okay Courtney I see you with your soul I see you with you know in your feelings you know that movie that we were sort of debating on doing an episode about because yeah. we're like, it's a little dark. No, we're, we have to do it now. I have to redeem myself. You have to redeem yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? We're going to do another Cancer Kid movie. So. <laughs> okay. We have to balance it out a little bit. Okay. So we have Vera and she's a little frustrated right now. Okay. She's getting ready to launch a business and her website is not doing what her website should do. So she's she's having a rough day and she's also been on hold for an extremely long time trying to get a hold of somebody at customer service. First of all, I have to commend Vera for sticking on the line because I don't think I would mm-hmm. wait on hold for, was it three or four hours? It was forever. She was on hold for a long time and she stuck with it until finally a human being answers the phone. First of all, she's driving when he finally, when she finally gets a human being on the phone and she has to pull over. And you know what? She understands that it is not this human being's direct fault that her website is not working. However, she is frustrated and she does want help. Yeah, the guy that answers the phone, uh, the customer service rep, 
His name is Cal. And he sounds very professional. He sounds, I mean, I feel like he's, you you ever feel like somebody has a voice where they just sound competent? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like literally it could be his first day on the job, but I would trust him to fix my website. He just sounds like he knows what he's doing. All British people sound competent to me. He's not British. No, he's not. I'm just saying all British people sound competent to me. Oh, well, that's a given. I mean, an accent automatically makes you sound competent. They know what they're doing. That's science. But no, but this guy, Cal, he just he sounds very professional and somehow competent. But I'm going to tell you, girl, like Vera is kind of a she's a lot like she comes on very strong. She does come on very strong, and she's also making a lot of jokes to poor Cal, who's trying to be professional, and I don't think he understands mm-hmm. how to, like, respond to some of her jokes. She's got this, like, very bubbly personality, and she talks, like, a mile a minute, and she's, like, dipping into, in a, not exactly inappropriate, but she's kind of veering away from the topic at hand. She's veering away, and Cal's trying really hard to, like, get them back on track to figure out what's going on. And he does seem to pinpoint sort of the problem, um, and he's helping her work through it. You know, he's doing stuff on his end. She's doing stuff on her end. They're kind of getting to know each other as he's helping her. She finds out that, like, his, his dad is from Finland, and his parents were never, like, she finds out, like, personal details about his life, and it's weird. At one point, he says something like that he's the type of guy who still shakes hands on the third date. And I was like, what? If I give you a third date and you're shaking my hands, like that better be slang for something else. You know, like. Is hand how you say dick in Finnish? (laughs) I don't speak speak Finnish, but I am hoping that shaking hands in Finnish is something else. Cal is very quickly crushing on Vera, and he's Uh keeping it professional, but it's like, it's just kind of weird. Like, they are both very quickly kind of crushing on each other, and they're calling each other cute, and, and, you know, because you hear Vera's thoughts, and then you hear Cal's thoughts. Well, also, like, talking about Cal's perspective and, like, his point of view, at one point when, like, it's muted... He states that, you know, he went to his bedroom and um, he had changed his clothes and he was wearing his date outfit. Am I the only one that finds that weird? How lonely are these people? Like, they are so (laughs) fucking lonely that they literally, they have a conversation with someone for Uh like 20 minutes and they're falling in love. Well, see, here's the thing. He's seen her picture because he saw her picture on the website. Yeah. She doesn't know what he looks like. And so he's kind of like, ooh, she's hot. And for all she knows, he could be Dwight Schrute from The Office. Yeah. But then but then also, like, boy, you've never seen a cute girl before? Like, come on. You know? 
Uh, apparently, he doesn't shake hands enough. Well, <laughs> saying she, I can't tell if she's flirting with him or if she's just always this upbeat and bubbly with people. And honestly, I she think was, she's always that upbeat and bubbly. Yeah, but it's like when you hear his thoughts, he's just like, "Oh, this cute girl is flirting with me," and I'm like, "Cow, calm down. Like, go, go, like, go, splash some cold water in your face, dude. Like, this is why I don't smile at strangers." I'm always weary of, like, smiling at strangers because on one hand, like, I don't want to not smile at them when they acknowledge me. Right. Um, Because what if they think I, like, shunned them and then they murder me because I was disrespectful, you know? Right, because they want revenge. Yeah. Or what if I smile at them but they're fucking crazy and then they think we're friends, so they kidnap me and make me have tea parties with the dead bodies in the basement. Like, right. where's the middle ground here? I think the middle ground is not going outside ever. That's, you know, that's one of the things where I kind of like the COVID mask. Because, yeah. like, you have to stay away from me. And also, if we do accidentally make eye contact, you can't tell if I'm smiling or not. But, I mean, that's that's what Cal is doing. He's like crushing on this girl yeah he saw her picture but it's like calm down dude like how many people must he talk to a day and he's just like crushing on this random girl that's calling and let me say also it's taking him a suspiciously long ass time to like figure out what's going on with her website it's taking him a super fucking long time well this website is for her business idea which Mm-hmm. By the way, it's like a it's a really interesting idea. Vera's business is called Date in a Box. Yeah. Essentially, with Date in a Box, she will plan a date for you and put everything you need together and send it to you. And she also does like um get well soon in a box, sick day in a box, break up in a box. She does a whole lot of little things that are kind of just like Packages she puts together for specific events. Right. So it it requires her customers to fill out a survey so that she can get mm-hmm. to know them and she can really tailor and customize the boxes to fit their needs. So it's a really cute idea. Yeah. And right now, Vera doesn't have a website, so people order the boxes from her um, by email and then Vera calls them and gets details on their likes, dislikes, whatever. So she has no way to delegate any sort of task to an employee because all the information is in Vera's head. We kind of get a sense for why Vera is so like high strung and stressed out about this website. It's because like she has a big chip on her shoulder of like wanting to prove herself. Yeah. So Vera has started and stopped a lot of things and so she's kind of her parents don't seem to have a whole lot of confidence in her and she's trying to prove them wrong that she can stick with something and she can do something so she feels i think she feels like a failure yeah she does and i think especially because her parents seem to treat her really like a child you know like her parents try to micromanage a lot of things At this point, she's been on the call with poor Cal for three hours, and she goes to turn her car on, um, and it it won't start. Yeah. (laughs) Girl, she's been holding this man hostage on the phone. 
because he keeps telling her like, like, hey, this is going to take a while to fix. I can give you a call back when I get it up and running. And she's like, absolutely not. You are not hanging up the phone. And now he is witnessing her freaking out that her car is dead on the side of the road. And she won't even hang up to call for for freaking, you know, a tow truck or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so Cal's like, okay, listen, I will call a tow truck for you. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm at, and she starts to give her location. And he's like, duh, 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 duh. no, do you want to be kidnapped and murdered? Because it sounds like you want to be kidnapped and murdered. This part kind of trips me up a little bit because Cal, he really does freak out. It's, <laughs> it's like when Vera tries to give him her location, he's, he basically says, like, I'm a man. How can you trust me with your location? I can barely trust myself. Like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of extra. Like, I appreciate what he's doing, but it also sounds like he literally can't trust himself to know where she is. And that's a little red flaggy. Like, are you going to drive to the interstate and abduct her? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? But Courtney, doesn't it literally sound like he is scared of having the knowledge? <laughs> like if it he does. knows where she is, he's going to go and snatch her up. Yeah, well, I told you, Cal's point of view the first couple times gave me some hella serial killer vibes. He's got good boy, but you keep waiting for that edge that never comes. <laughs> Oh, no, the edge comes. It's just when they find people parts in his freezer. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the wrong edge. That's yeah. enough pieces. <laughs> Anyways, and so what Cal does is, Cal is like, okay, okay, I will call the tow truck for you. She gives him her the zip code she's in. He's like, I'll call a tow truck for you, and then I'll put the phone down for a few minutes while you give him your location. And then he's like, I'll wait on the line with you until they get there. At this point, they've been on the phone for five hours. And like, I am 100% sure he has peed with her on the phone. Like, I can't believe she hasn't peed because she's been on the side of the road this whole time. Maybe she did. Like, we don't know. Maybe <laughs> know. she did. Oh, my gosh. Maybe <laughs> totally. Like, she just muted it and just got like a water bottle. And that's crazy. Yeah, so the mechanic, the tow truck driver, he takes her home and she gets back to her apartment and she's like, oh my God, I'm so tired, but I'm also starving. And Cal was like, okay, eat, bitch. Like, what the fuck's the problem? Eat. Because Cal is still on the phone. But girl, he says that he hasn't eaten either. He's been on a hunger yeah. strike. In solidarity with her. Listen, it's getting weird very fast. At this point, they've been on the phone for like six hours. And uh -huh. I'm just like, it's starting to cross a line here. It's starting to get very, very weird. It's starting to get weird. It even gets more weird because he has a cat. She starts, she hears like cat noises. Yeah, it hears she hears cat noises she's like what is that and he's like oh it's my cat Jules how do I put this I'm not not a cat person but I don't own any cats and I don't know why but it feels like a red flag that he has a cat and I don't know why 
Okay, I can't really say anything. My husband has three cats. So your husband is a cat guy. Oh, yeah. he's a, he, My husband really loves pussy. I mean, Okay, so once again, yeah, it's just a red flag. <laughs> I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? Catmen are a different breed, man. Catmen are a different breed. They are. Well, you know, Vera is still on the phone. Uh, it's just weird. Like, you've been on the phone all day with this person. Yeah. And when Vera mentions that she's hungry and Cal says he hasn't eaten, um, he's like, well, why don't you go grab something? She's like, I can't. There's, like, no food in this house. And he offers to buy her dinner from the company because he's like, well, I guess it was sort of the company's fault that you got mm-hmm. stuck on the side of the road. So I guess the least I can do is buy you dinner. He tells her, because he won't let her order him dinner. And he won't buy her dinner directly because of the safety thing. You can't tell strangers where you live. Yeah. They decide to buy each other dinner by buying themselves dinner. It's like this weird thing. It's like me telling you like, hey, Courtney, let me buy you dinner. And you're like, no, let me buy you dinner. And I'm like, how about this? How about I buy my dinner and you buy your dinner and we just pretend we bought it for each other? Yeah, well, <laughs> they they pick. They pick where they buy it from. And so they each buy their own dinner, but the other person picks yeah. what they buy. And so he gets dumplings or something. I don't know what they get. But they stay on the phone until the dinner gets there. Yeah, so it's it's like they're eating dinner. Because the whole thing is like she won't let him hang up while he's working on the website. And I'm like, it really feels like she's holding him hostage. You know, I can understand the desperation that you're like, I can't let you hang up. Because if I let you hang up, this will never get solved. But eight at this point, it's eight hours. And she even says at one point, she goes like, am I the, the worst client, you know, the worst customer you've had to deal with? Am I high maintenance? And I'm thinking, uh, yes, bitch, you are. Like, you're very clingy. Mm-hmm. Like, she is the epitome of clingy. And he is all about it. Like, he wants to stay on the phone with her again yeah the fact that he doesn't see her red flags is the red flag (laughs) for sure because i was just thinking like you know how you have that fear of smiling at a stranger in public and them like becoming your stalker what if there are strangers just falling in love with your voice right now um i'm just gonna go ahead and add that to my list of fears um, and revisit it later. <laughs> Just tuck it away. No, quick, sing something. Break the spell. Break the spell. Because <laughs> I want it that way. Okay. There was one time early on when we first started the podcast where we tried to sync. Like, I had this stupid idea where I was like, the perfect way to sync our audio is if we both sing a song that we both know. And it made perfect sense in my head. Mm-hmm. And so we started singing Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. But the problem is that we were singing on different, like, beats and different harmonies and different and we were like so <laughs> off. It's um, we we could not have been singing more different songs. <laughs> we were singing different verses. Oh my god! No, Courtney, that audio exists 
right now in like the cloud. So it's we'll have to put it up on TikTok. <laughs> it's so bad it's good. I really might put it on TikTok. Rose doesn't monitor what I do on the TikTok, so there's no fucking rules. Vera has tried to very sneakily ask Cal if he's married. Like, she has made comments like, well, I guess your wife wouldn't like that. And he's like, oh, I'm not married. And so she gets excited, like, oh, he's not married. He's single. Uh Uh-huh. So as they're on the phone and he just he just got his order, she just got her order. They're essentially eating together right now. Vera hears in the background a woman come into the apartment. She's like, hi, honey, did you order out? I left you leftovers. And at this point, Vera's like, oh, fuck. Nope, 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 nope. When I tell you my heart dropped when I heard the other woman on the line, because also Cal was so suspicious like he you could hear him trying to muffle the phone and he was like oh uh, uh i'm with a, i'm with a client and i was just like yeah oh my god cow you fucking idiot <laughs> like at this point i'm like oh my goodness are you are you a fuckboy cow a cow i was like okay so cow has a whole ass girlfriend and he's been sitting here flirting with a customer for eight hours like what is wrong with you That's not a good look on you, Cal. Nope. And at this point, Vera is like, you know what? Um, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go, you know, find a toaster in a bathtub. I have to leave. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to let you go. Please have somebody from Curio call me tomorrow. Um, She didn't say you call me tomorrow. She's like, have somebody else do it. Right, right, right. Listen, I am so embarrassed for her. No, but she's like, you know remember she needs this website by friday because mm-hmm. that's when her big expo is so she's yeah. just kind of like hey get it done and fucking call me back but she is mortified i think we would all be mortified at this point to be honest i would be mortified well because i think if you talk to someone on the phone for eight hours like you're vibing like you're connecting and they were they were like opening up details about their lives yeah but then we find out that this lady is actually like his mom's friend Mm-hmm. And she's just staying with him because she needed a place to stay after an accident that she had. And so I'm like, okay, you could see an older woman calling a younger guy honey. Like, you could see that being platonic. Yeah. Well, and also, like, she had an accident and she lives on, like, a third floor walk up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she just can't do the stairs right now. So she's staying with me. I live on the first floor. She's staying with me until she can, you know, make that trek up to her own apartment. Do you know what vibes this gave me, though? It was like we have been trying to get to know Cal over the last, you know, this eight hour phone call Mm -hmm. that he's had with with Vera. And like the whole time, he's just Mr. I don't I want to say Mr. Perfect, but really he's Mr. Boring. Right. Like Mm -hmm. he's just he always says the right thing. Yeah. He's just like this little perfect thing. And this gave me Edward Cullen vibes because we finally got a red flag of like, oh, shit, does he have a girlfriend? Is he lying about something? And it's like, oh, no, it's just him being a really good person and helping out this old lady. Yeah, I don't know. Cal kind of gives me like accidental unsub vibes. Yeah. Like (laughs) he's who you think the unsub is the whole episode. Right. Um, And then it turns out that it's not him. Like he's just too suspiciously perfect. And you're like, okay, what's in your basement? Like what's like, I need to take a look at your freezer. I need to take a look Mm -hmm. at your basement. I'm very suspicious. Show me your Google search history, Cal. Yes. Show it to me now. 
and like you 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 pull it up and it's like how to train a beagle how to help how to help homeless people like it's like a bunch of boring shit it's like do i really have to separate my whites from my darks <laughs> <laughs> what happens if i don't do the forks go in the dishwasher facing up or facing down and it's like oh jesus christ just put him in jail for being boring like just put him yeah. away lock him up but you know what like Cal doesn't have a whole lot of red flags. Cal is just like a whole lot of green flags. Good job. Kind. Considerate. Patient. <laughs> Patient. It's funny because we're like, oh, he's so boring. But we're like, it's just green flags. Well, this is the thing, right? Like, it's occurred to me that you, and this might have been your kind of like strategy this whole time, you freaking corrupted me. Because whenever we would do a story and there were red flags, I was like, I don't want the girl with him. He's like full of red flags. And you somehow brainwashed me and now I missed the red flags. And now when we have a guy that's all green flags, I'm like, ew, no, get out of here. Where's your dark sexual secret? Like I need more. You're welcome. <laughs> you did this to me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And this was my plan all along because you're like, um, Courtney, no, those are red flags. And now you're like, ew, he's so boring. I'm like, yeah, because it's green flags, bitch. It's green flags. You don't actually like them. Oh, gosh. The things I learned about myself. So we learned right away that, you know, this, that it wasn't a girlfriend. But Vera thinks this whole time she gets off the yeah. phone and she thinks it's a it's his girlfriend and Cal knows like he knows right away like she thought it was my girlfriend and he's freaking out and she's freaking out yeah um and he admits he's like okay I know exactly how that sounded that right. sounded bad um which is true that did sound not good for Cal you know I mean my heart dropped like it was like a lady saying honey there's leftovers in the fridge I was like oh my god he's got a whole ass girlfriend yeah and at this point Vera's like you know what it's okay it's fine. You know, as long as he fixes my fucking website, like, it'll be fine. She's trying to erase the fact that she was crushing on him. And she's uh -huh. just telling herself, like, nope, he's just a very friendly customer service rep guy who stayed mm -hmm. on the phone with me for eight hours and we shared dinner together. Like, it's totally normal. Like, this happens every day to people. Fast forward to the next day. You know, Cal calls Vera back and was like, hey, um, I have good news and bad news. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, what? He's like, the good news is I found out what's wrong with your website. And she's like, perfect. He's like, the bad news is it's going to take days to fucking fix. And now we're on Tuesday and her website needs to be mm -hmm. ready by Friday. Friday at 8 a.m. Like he doesn't even have the whole day Friday. Do you know what my toxic trait is? Is that I don't even understand what's wrong with her website. And I feel like I could fix it in 30 minutes. Like I just don't, I can't fathom a problem with a website that would take days to fix. I feel like if your website is that fucked, you just need to trash it and start over because you can build the <laughs> website from the beginning quicker than what he's talking about. I don't know. Like a part of me was like, is he stretching this out on purpose? Like it's, you know, because he wants Maybe. to keep her on the hook. Like it was weird. And I started to get more suspicious because... When we get his point of view, he starts referencing kind of like a secret. He kind of starts saying yeah. like he was he didn't tell Vera the whole truth. Yeah, he feels like he's lying to her because he's he references that he feels like he's catfishing her. Yes. What did you think when he said that? I was like, oh, my God, Cal, you dirty, salacious little thing. Tell me all of your dark secrets. <laughs> uh, 
my first thought when he said, when he basically thinks to himself, like, am I catfishing her? I thought like, oh my God, he's ugly. <laughs> that was my I thought. I was like, I thought maybe he was an ex. Like he knows Vera. Oh shit. That would have been a good twist. But that's not his secret. Um, he's not that interesting. <laughs> so... <laughs> So there's like one interesting thing about Cal that's actually also kind of boring. Mm -hmm. Basically, there's someone threatening to kill his cat if he doesn't wire them $5,000. Yeah, if you're going to blackmail someone, five grand is not that much money. I don't know, because like, I think most people, if someone were to say, hey, give me $5,000 or I'm going to release your Google search history, I think they would be like, Okay, well, shit, now I have to come up with $5,000. Uh, no, if somebody said, give me five grand or I'm going to release your Google search history, I would be like, release it. Do it. Do it. This is you causing trauma on other people, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like, honestly, I can probably, I can explain most of the things I've Googled. Um, And if I can't, then that's not really my problem because you weren't supposed to see it anyways stop being so nosy it's a secret it's between me and my fbi agent <laughs> it's between me and theodore that's what <laughs> i call my fbi agent is theodore like mind your goddamn business anyways so it he has this it person that he works with and he's been forwarding all these emails to this dude to kind of track and figure out where it's coming from um, but honestly, like, go to the police, my dude. Mm -hmm. Go to the police. Dude, I think it's FBI territory. Like, cyber crimes are FBI. Like, give me a reason to go to the FBI. I would be so excited. This would be... Rose having to go to the FBI would be her reason to actually make a fucking binder. <laughs> I would go in there so organized. They would be like, well, you should be an agent. Why are you not an agent? You're like, I don't know. Why aren't I? <laughs> Cal calls Vera the next day, um, and now this is Wednesday, okay? okay. We're on mm -hmm. Wednesday. Cal calls Vera, and he was like, um, hey, uh, I, I need to tell you something. And she's like, where are you? And he tells her that he's in the grocery store. She's like, so there's something you have to tell me that's so important that you called me from the pasta aisle of a grocery store. Yeah. And he's like, yes, yes, it is. And he starts to tell her his secret, and... He gets interrupted and he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. She's like, what is going on? Yeah. And he's like, my um, my ex-stepmom is here. And Vera's like, ask her, ask her how she is. And he's like, how, how have you been? So she's basically telling him everything to say. Yeah. And she even tells him like when to say, all right, it was good seeing you. And then walking away. No, because honestly, that's a skill. Like knowing when to end a conversation. Not a lot of people know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Do you start inching away? Is that rude? Yeah. A lot of times if my husband's there, he'll text me and he'll be like, let them leave. <laughs> let them leave. If you ever run into Courtney and she gets a random text message, you know it's her husband trying to get her away from yeah. you. It's He's helping you, really. It's fine. It's for you. It's not for her. Yeah. But yeah, that ends up being a really sweet moment between Cal and Vera, like her being there for him. And so he ends mm -hmm. up opening up and kind of telling her his backstory, which is like kind of sad, mm -hmm. but still boring. Yeah, it's a little heartbreaking, but still boring. Um, So essentially, Cal, his mom is American and his dad is Finnish. 
And so Cal essentially split his childhood between half his time in America with his mom and half his time in Finland with his dad. And like the whole time he was in Finland, he missed his mom. And the whole time he was in America, he missed his dad. He just felt like really conflicted on who he was growing up. And then we had a time where his dad and his mom and dad were like, hey, listen, why don't you just move to America and your dad will stay here, you know? Yeah, and this is where Cal thought that things were going to change when he was younger. He thought that his parents were going to get back together. But what ended up happening was his dad met another woman and got married to this woman who was the one he ran into in the grocery store. Yeah, who and Laura agrees to move to Finland with him. With with the dad. Yeah. And so it was Cal even says that he was a little shit to his ex stepmom, that he never gave her a fair chance. He was really mean to her um, because he saw her as the reason why his parents weren't together. Um, which I think we can all kind of understand that. Yeah. Well, Vera also opens up to Cal and she tells him that she feels like her family doesn't really think she's worth much because she hasn't stuck with anything in her life. And he says something mm-hmm. that just really struck me, honestly, because it was yeah. just this shift in perspective. And basically what he says is like, I don't know why you see yourself as a failure for bouncing from thing to thing. He's like, I see you as someone who's extremely brave and who isn't scared to try new things and who isn't scared to let things go when they don't work. Yeah. And I was just like, damn. And see, I think that's one thing that people as a society fail to kind of see is that they see somebody who's been through a whole bunch of jobs or they see somebody who has, you know, went to school for several different things and then kind of stopped like Vera did um, as being like, oh, like they can't stick with something. And it's like, no, they're just having a harder time finding out what they want in life. And they're not afraid to try new things. And so Vera is like shooketh. Like she, you could tell that she was thrown completely off guard by this complete shift in in the way she views herself and that she feels uncomfortable kind of how vulnerable they're being together Mm -hmm. and I think that like we said before like this is she's like okay like we were both just really really vulnerable with each other and he has a girlfriend this is so inappropriate Mm -hmm. you know and she keeps going back to that like he has a girlfriend he has a girlfriend we know that he doesn't but she still thinks that he does Vera being uncomfortable, being like, ah, I'm not going to be the other woman. That's not who I am. She is like, you know what? No more Cal. Like, need to clean break. Like, I have this expo coming up. I have bigger shit to worry about than my customer service dude. Okay? She's like, as long as he fixes my website, that's what's important. And she sees that she gets an email from Cal. And she's like, you know what? No. I will not read it. I don't want to read it i'll read it after the expo i can't afford to be off my fucking game right now yeah because now we're on thursday so her expo is the next day and we get cal's Mm -hmm. perspective so we kind of have an idea of what the email says we don't know exactly what it says but we do know that he's kind of like Mm -hmm. telling her the truth about something that he's been lying to her about and he put a red receipt in her email 
you know, like to get a receipt that she read it. And first of all, like, sir, can I decide when I pretend that I read your email? Like, come on. I don't like that. I do it all the time at work. No, but like for your job, it's different. But when you're sending a personal email and you put a red receipt, come on. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) And so he's checking like all throughout the day. He's checking to see if she read the email and she hasn't. She's busy getting ready for her expo. She's like purposefully avoiding this email. Um, I think that the title, the I think the subject is like what I should have told you from the beginning or something. So, I mean, it's the kind of subject that you would want to read and she's not doing it. And she's kind of like, okay, this is where he's going to be like, hey, like I have like a wife. I have six kids. Like she's like, no, this is just confirming what I already know, you know, but it's still one of those things where it's like, dude, listen, like if you really wanted her to see something, why didn't you just text her? Just text her. Yeah, she's more likely to see it. Like, what the fuck, my dude? And this whole time we're like, what is your secret? What is your secret? What secret dirty things are you hiding, Cal? So the IT guy that we talked about before, who is sort of looking into the whole cat killer blackmailer situation. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, here's the address. It's really close to you. It's like six blocks away. Cal goes to this address and it's his dad. His dad is walking out of the apartment. But also his dad is not even supposed to be in the country. His dad is supposed to be in Finland. So, you know, it's just like layers of betrayal for Cal. Yeah. So Cal's like, not only is my dad blackmailing me and threatening to kill my cat, but my dad also didn't even tell me he was back in the States. I don't know what part of that hurts cow more to be honest uh, you know what it's really it should be the cat killing that your dad would be threatening to kill your fucking cats yeah and it's very telling that the first thing cow does is he calls vera and he like yeah. tells her about what happened and she is such a sweet friend she's immediately like okay where are you right now have you eaten today she orders him food to you know to go to his apartment Uh Uh-huh. It's really sweet. It is really sweet. Like, she's very thoughtful. Like, she's taking care of him. But at this point, I'm like, it's really sweet. But also, like, she's still under the impression that he has a girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, why is he calling you if you think he has a girlfriend? But okay. Okay. So Cal tells her, like, hey, did you read my email? He's like, I'm dying. I really need you to read the email. I really need you to understand things. And she's like, okay, okay. Like, I'll read it. Okay. It's the night before the expo. She's at her parents' house because it's closer to the location than her place. And her brother's there. Yeah. And she, like, goes downstairs to kind of, like, get some privacy. And her brother, like brothers do, just pops up like, what you doing? Yeah. And he he sees the email that she's about to open. And he's like, is that your customer service man that you've been talking about? Mm. Is this the guy you're crushing on? And she's like, shut up. The brother immediately seems to know something because he starts laughing. Like, he's like, I can't believe this. I know something you don't. Yeah. I know something you will never know. So the the brother, he's like, his name is not Cal. His name is Fred, which like. It's Frederick. Okay. I don't know what's worse. Fred or Frederick. Like, get me out of here. I don't like it here. Because Fred is a dude that her brother has been trying to set her up with for like a year. Yeah. 
And Vera's like, I'm not dating a dude named Fred. Right. Well, it turns out that Fred and Cal are actually the same person. And the uh-huh. secret that Cal has is that he is the owner of Curio, the program that Vera has been building her website on. He pulls up Cal's Facebook, uh, Cal's Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Frederick Cal, like whatever his last name is. He's like, it's the same dude. It just like, to me, this is how it felt. It felt like Cal has been sweating bullets after he sent this email that essentially says, I'm sorry, I'm rich and successful. I'm not just a I'm not just a customer <laughs> service rep. You know, it's like, what? Uh, what? Yeah. And see, he says that he started doing customer service once a week um, because he was getting kind of frustrated with with the feedback he was getting um, regarding issues with the interface and the program in general is that he really wished that his customer service reps would be asking some questions that they aren't asking. And he's like, you know, I don't learn anything by people telling me, Hey, yeah, this is great. He's like, I need to see the issues in real time to see how I can fix them. That's, I think it's very uh, admirable and noble. And I totally understand him going by his middle name, which apparently his friends and family call him Cal. So In that sense, he wasn't, like, using a fake name or anything. Um, It's just that in the business world, he's known as Frederick. I can't even say it. It's like Frederick. Frederick. Can we just retire that name? Like, can we just... It should have been left in the 1700s with Rosemary. Let's just... Let's just oh, put those Rosemary. Let's put those names in a Victorian grave together. I love them. So she calls Cal and he's like, Did you read my email? She's like, I did. He's like, and I know you must be so repulsed by me knowing that I am actually the CEO of a startup that's so gross. Right? Like, oh my God. Now you know that I'm pretentious. <laughs> And she's like, Cal, like, it's fine. He's like, I felt like I catfished you. The whole big problem is, like, not even a thing, you know? Uh Uh-huh. It's not even a thing. And they're on the phone until, like, the wee hours of the morning, the night before her expo. And Cal's like, yeah, I should probably go. Your website's still not fixed yet. She's like, I should probably. (laughs) What the fuck, man? Cal has one goddamn job. And now we know for a fact that he's not even busy helping other people. Like, literally, this is the only thing he should be working on is helping her with this website. He's the boss. Like, he should have access and knowledge that no one else has. And it's taking him, like, several days. And now it's the morning of her expo and her shit's still not fixed. Yeah. And so speaking of the morning of the expo, Vera wakes up early. She gets dressed. She's all professional. She's wearing like a Hillary Clinton pantsuit. Yeah, girl. That's the power suit. Like, get that shit, bitch. I love <laughs> it. Bad bitch. Um, but she goes downstairs and her parents are like, oh, you're awake. I was just getting ready to come wake you up. So her parents are definitely treating her like a teenager who can't get herself out of bed into places on time. Yeah, the relationship that Vera has with her parents, you can tell she has a lot of resentment toward the way that they treat her because they just seem to be walking around her with like a safety net, just like ready to catch her. And I yeah. I get how that's frustrating because Vera's trying to prove herself and she feels kind of undermined by her parents. But at the same time, I'm just like, girl, there are worse type of parents out there. 
Yeah. You know, like her parents, they, she might be hurt that they don't seem to believe in her, but they are at least pretending like they're there for her. Yeah. And her parents are a little overbearing at this point. Like her parents bought tickets to the event and they plan on just hanging out all day at the event, mm-hmm. which is like, uh And then Vera's wearing heels and her mom's like, oh, I'll pack flats for you. It's fine. And that's what really sets Vera off. She's like, I don't need your goddamn flats, mom. And I don't need you to be there all day. Yeah. She kind of, she draws the boundaries, which really it was all that was needed. All she needed to do was like establish her boundaries. And do you know how I know that her parents are not really toxic? Because the moment that Vera tells them how she feels, they immediately apologize and back off. Yeah, they immediately respect the boundaries once she draws them. That's not a to- that's not toxic parents, girl. Like, you no. don't, Vera, sit down, okay? Sit down. Hold my beer, okay? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, listen, have you ever drawn a boundary with your parents that they continued to, like, cross time after time after time and then made you the asshole yeah. and reinforced it? Like... <laughs> My exact thought when she, like, told her parents how she felt and they immediately apologized, I was like, toxic parents, what they would do is they would gaslight you, you know? I'm so sorry that we're so worried about you, you know, with your past behavior and this and that. Like, can you blame us, Vera? No, like she said, you were treating me like a child. I am not a child and I will wear the fucking heels if I want to. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Okay, honey. I'm sorry. So again, this big issue, because this has been kind of building up the whole book is like her wanting to stand up to her parents. Yeah. And Vera checks the website before she leaves to go to the expo that morning. And it's still not working. It's still not working. Um, There's this very tense moment because she gets to the expo, she sets up, and then she's thinking to herself, okay, you know, it starts at eight o'clock, but I mean, it's going to take a while before someone comes to my booth. You know what I mean? So it's okay if the website doesn't work right away. Girl, very first person makes a beeline to her and it ends Uh up being this like very like important vendor representative. Yeah. So it's like a local grocery store owner, but it's like a boutique grocery store. Um, The way I'm viewing it as the way she kind of describes it is like a bougie Trader Joe's, like a Trader Joe's for like, Mm. it's like a fancy Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um. So this lady comes up and she's like, oh yeah, I'm the owner of this grocery store. You know, we've been thinking about setting up a subscription service sort of similar to this. The lady is talking to Vera and Vera's like, well, hey, why don't you give my side a look? You know, maybe we can build a partnership, you know, where I can include some of your products in my boxes. And the lady goes to the the big thing that wasn't working yet was the actual questionnaire page to fill out. And so the lady clicks on it and it's not working. And Vera's like, shit, 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 shit. This page is the most important part of her entire web page because this is yes. where the client submits an order for the date in the box. Uh-huh. And so the woman, as she's clicking around her website, she eventually, like the rest of the website is loading perfectly. But then this one form the lady uh-huh. clicks on it and it the, the screen is blank and, and Vera is buying time. She's like, oh, like the internet is so like weird here. You should try refreshing. Yeah. And she refreshes and it works. And it loads up. And so the, it's this big moment where Vera gets to like finally take a breath. She's like, Cal did it like at the nick of time. He 
you know, got the website up and running. And so after that lady leaves, Vera calls Cal and she's like, you son of a bitch, you did it. (laughs) And Cal hasn't slept in like three days. I know this poor guy. He's so fucking tired, but he answers the phone when Vera calls anyways. Yeah. Because he's a green flag. He answers the phone and she's like, oh my God, you did it. Like, this is amazing. You are amazing. You know, they talk for a minute and she's like, all right. She's like, well, I have to get back to my booth. You know, thank you so much. And she has a great first day at this conference, you know, at this expo. She has a great first day. She has so many people interested. She has so many new clients. Yeah, she makes a lot of connections. Like everything goes really well. She's on cloud nine. Yeah. When she leaves, she realizes that uh, when she checks the website, she realizes that Cal put in a request for a first date in a box. I know. Essentially, it was him asking her out on a date. I think it was super fucking cute. It was really cute because like he realized he wanted to ask her out, but he also didn't want to. He was like, how do I do this without distracting her from her big day? And so he submitted it via her website. Yeah. And so she calls him. And the first thing she says when she calls him, the first thing he says when she calls him is, I'm single. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I'm single. And then he explains who Carmen, the lady that she heard in the apartment was. Yeah. And I'm like, with your confession email about being the CEO of the company, could you not have thrown that in also? Yeah, it could have been included. I think there was room there. You know, I am actually the CEO of Curio, New Line. Uh, The woman you heard is actually my mother's elderly friend whom I'm helping in a non-sexual way. New line. Call me back later. There are so many opportunities for you to have told her already, but like, thanks for going ahead and clarifying that. It's um, appreciated. She invites him to come to the second day of the expo, and this is going to be their first time meeting. Yeah, like he's seen her, but she still doesn't know how he looks. She refused to Google a picture of this dude because she didn't want to like cross a boundary. It's like, it made me think of that TikTok sound where it's like, please don't be ugly. Please don't be ugly. <laughs> and that's how I'm feeling yeah. the whole time. So after they hang up, Cal decides to call his dad. He's like, you know what? Like, what am I going to do? Damage my relationship with my absent father? Ooh. Who's blackmailing me? Yeah. And so he calls his dad and he's like, yo, dad, I know you're back in the States. What gives? His dad was like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you I was back in town. He's like, it's Laura, who's the ex-stepmom. He's like, you know, she has cancer and I came back to the States to help her. Um, He's like, I didn't tell you because you always had a, like a tense relationship with Laura. I didn't want for you to feel obligated to like reach out to her because she was sick. Mm-hmm. And so like his dad has some valid reasoning, I guess. Okay, but what about the whole blackmailing thing, Dad? What about the whole threatening my my cat thing, Dad? Yeah, and Cal's like, um, well, someone's been fucking threatening my cat if I don't give them $5,000. And Cal's dad's like, that would be your ex-stepbrother. Um, he asked me for $5,000, and I told him no. And so, yeah, he probably went after you because he knows that you have it. Yeah, so, you know, we tied that up in a nice little bow. Moving on. (laughs) And you know what? Cal could have still went to the police and had his ex-stepbrother arrested. But instead, Cal's like, hey, you can tell him that I won't give him the money. But if he wants a job, I'll give him a job. But you know what? He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Because this person is obviously disturbed. Like, to blackmail someone for money, that's, that's 
introductory criminal level. Like this guy is going to escalate. Oh, for sure. I would not be down with that Mm -mm. at all. I'd be like, oh, well, guess what? You could tell bro that he's going to fucking jail. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So the next day, it's the second day of Vera's expo. And she says, actually, it's a lot slower that day. There's not as much activity, Uh but she's fine with it. And she's kind of on the lookout for Cal because she it's getting close to eight o'clock and she knows he's coming Uh and she's really nervous. And then she gets a she gets a phone call from him. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm here. So how do we do this? Do I just like walk in? Do I um, do you want to come out here? Like, what what do we do? How do we do this? This part was so cute. So basically, they are finally in the same room at the same time, but they're on the phone. And I love that because they're talking the whole time. They're walking up to each other and they're talking about like he's walking up to her and he's so nervous and she's so nervous. And you, they could hear their reactions to each other. It's so adorable. And like he walks in and he's just like, where are you? She's like, third table to the left of the door. And he's like, I see you. She's like, I don't see you. And then she's like, oh, I do see you. Yeah. And she goes, wow. And then when he sees her, he's like, wow. And they're talking to like, Oh, my so God. They're walking. Like, he's walking towards her and they're still on the phone. Like, you could feel the butterflies. Like, it was really cute. I really love this part. And they actually don't hang up until they're face to face. And they're like, hi. And the way that the sound shifts from, like, the, uh-huh. the sound of him being on the phone to, like, him being in person, it kind of gave, oh gave me goosebumps a little bit. That was really well done. It is. It was really well done. And it was so cute because earlier in the book, she was trying to get him to describe himself to her. She's like, let me guess three things about you. She's like, you're bearded 40 and tall and when she sees him like face to face now she's Mm -hmm. like tall you told me i got one of those things right you're tall yeah and i want to be like okay where's your threshold for tall because Mm -hmm. i'm five two so like tall is relative yeah well what's interesting is that we assume that cow is good looking Uh uh-huh um does she actually say it i don't know does she she doesn't say that he's good looking, but I think we can all assume that he's her type. You know? Well, sure. And I but I think Vera was probably already had feelings for Cal by this point. So she was gonna be attracted to him regardless. But I can't stop thinking about Cal calling himself average before. And I'm like, was he being like modest? You know? I don't know. Like Listen, did she get Henry Cavill's a huge tech nerd? Did she get Henry Cavill? You know, did he walk in wearing a Superman shirt, dressed as the Witcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, be- <laughs> with the long blonde hair. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I think because this is a romance story, we just assume that the guy is good looking. Uh-huh. Because we never hear a romance story where the girl is like, he was really ugly. His teeth were all like facing different directions, and he had one brow. And, like, a crooked mustache. But, God, he was the one, you know? Well, honestly, I also think we can take into account that her brother, who is a super good dude, Vera's brother is a super good dude. He's a good brother. Yeah. Since he was like, yeah, I should hook my sister up with this friend. Right. I think that we can assume that he's not a troll. Right. Like, he's not going to hook... Vera's brother wasn't trying to hook her up with 
a, a ugly dude with a river troll that lives under a yeah. bridge. Yeah. Yeah, this is their happily ever after. And uh it's really cute. It's really cute. It is. I I maintain that when I suggested this, I didn't realize how much how adorable it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um and by the time I realized it, it was like too late. So <laughs> Yeah, it was very adorable. Like all the there weren't any real red flags except for like how sweet and innocent he was. That was kind of weird to me. Listen, if I had to guess, Cal's probably a freak in the bedroom. (laughs) Like she's probably like, Oh my God, he's so sweet. He's going to make love to me. And then he's just like, surprise, Shode. Surprise, Shode. Just opens up this, this, uh, he pulls out a, 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 a drawer from the bottom of his bed and it's full of like paraphernalia. Like whips and handcuffs. <laughs> All right, guys, the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, more is brewing in on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you then. Bye.